the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and much, much more. Interesting, right? I gotta tell you, this is gonna be one of those fun weeks. Last week we got a lot of earnings. This week we get a lot more earnings. Then we start to slow down for earnings season. So, a couple things to think about. We have the markets closing in on all-time highs. The Dow, the SP 500. You have some markets that are at all-time highs. The small cap, the mid cap, the transports. All very good signs of broadening, strengthening the stock market. One of the negatives is that everyone's happy right now. That's a bit of a warning sign. Another warning sign that it won't be as easy going forward. Ten-year treasury sits at 1.99. The higher that goes, the more I'm leaning towards bonds. But right now, bonds should be getting murdered until the ten-year, if it continues, until about 2.5%. So sentiment's really bullish right now, and it's rightfully so. Um, There's articles out there about irrational exuberance. What do you make of that? Like, it certainly doesn't feel that way. Or at least I don't think it does. Um, the headlines are pretty good. You know, this morning, orders for durable goods in the United States rose 4.6% in the month of December. After an 8 tenths percent gain in the prior month. Durable goods are expensive white ticket items. Um, white items like refrigerators and Dryers and washers. They're not small ticket items. It shows some confidence. Caterpillar came out with better than expected earnings, and they expect for better growth in the second half of the year. Now, shortly, they said they have to uh, production decline this quarter until inventories, you know, match demand from customers. So it wasn't all roses, but pretty darn much so. Analysts are getting bullish on Facebook ahead of their quarterly earnings. So don't get too comfortable with uh, how easy it is to make money right now. With that said, enjoy it. You've earned it. You deserve it. 
but don't get too comfortable. Um, discounting days are ahead. Fitting into the week last week to the markets. The week in its entirety was, you know, flavored with distinctly bullish bias. You know, playing with 1500 on the SP 500, it's nice. Um, pending home sales. Let's see if it's out. It came out this morning a couple minutes ago. Pending home sales obviously tied again to a couple ways we view the economy and a couple ways we view the stock market. Pending home sales fell in the month of December, 4.3%, with very low inventories cutting results. Basically, we would sell more homes right now if there were more homes in the market. A reading of 100 shows the level of contract activity in 2001. Um, so the reading of 101, 101.7 in December shows about the average level of contract activity in 2001. Supplies of homes costing less than 100000 are tight, 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 tight supply. First-time buyers have very few options. The economist out of NAR, the National Association of Realtors, they expect a seasonal rise in inventory in the spring to help. But a seller's market is continuing to evolve. Despite the recent decline in sales activities, pending sales were 6.9% higher than they were last year at this time. By region, December saw pending home sales decline 8.2% in the west, 5.4% northeast, 4.5% in the south, and there was a slight gain in the Midwest. The, the whole west coast now is kind of a seller's market for home prices under a million dollars. Conditions are a little bit more balanced in the northeast. Expect the 10-year treasury. It's above 2% for the first time since April. And again, it's showing us that the economy is okay, good. I want the 10-year treasury at 3.5%, but I don't want the 10-year treasury at 3.5%. It's a tricky uh, balancing act in my mind because the cheap money, is we kind of get addicted to it, but it creates inflation. If there's inflation, you're going to see a, an improving economy. In theory, things cost more as more people have demand for goods. So part of me wants to see that number, you know, continue on, so to speak. Part of me is like, eh, stay down, stay down. One and a half percent borrowing cost, sweet. Although I'm not borrowing right now, so why do, why do I care? Of course I care. It's, you know, the economy. It's stupid. Facebook was upgraded today to outperform over at Raymond James. Citing expectation for increased monetization driven by mobile, new ad formats and international, as well as signs of improving usage trends driven by mobile. Price target of about $38 coming out of Raymond James on Facebook. Don't forget, i got a couple events coming up this weekend. I'd love to see you at this Saturday, i.e. five days from now, Super Bowl Saturday, or Supermarket Saturday, I don't know, Super Stocks Saturday. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning Seminar, Embassy Suites in Walnut Creek. It's going to be a fun event, February 2nd from 9 to noon. Basically, market conditions, your 
portfolio in retirement, tax reduction strategies, planning tips, tax-efficient distribution model. I'm going to go over a ton, a ton of dividend stocks that I like. Money 101, all things financial, is in the afternoon from 1 to 4. That's really, there's two types of investors out there in my mind, those that create wealth and those that manage wealth. And I try to focus most of my attention on creating wealth, and I try to let financial planners focus most of their attention on planning wealth. So uh, anyone's welcome to either one. Uh, the wealth preservation retirement planning is really geared towards people in the last five to ten years before they head into retirement, or people in retirement, or people that want to learn about retirement in the future. Again, I want to work till I'm 60, at least. I want to work till I'm qualified for Medicare, Medicaid. Uh, I want to work as long as I can. So it's I enjoy it. It's not I'm not a couch potato kind of guy. So the afternoon ones, everything everything you need to know. It's basically a, a little booklet of here's the roadmap to getting to wealthy. To get your calls on the air today, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. We can talk copper. I think that certainly would be interesting. Um, is copper, if the 10-year treasury moves higher, then copper should move higher. Now, maybe not at the same time, so they may create an opportunity where you're able to catch an investment in copper. 10-year treasury is moving ahead. That's telling you that the economy is improving. If copper moves ahead in price, it tells you that, you know, we're building things, autos and buildings and telco structures. So it's something to pay attention to. We'll talk a little copper. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Lance Armstrong, his goods are being discounted. Supply and demand, right? We, we want a winner. We don't want a cheater. Hey, this is Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. KDOW traffic. Good morning. This report is brought to you by Garmin. Hate traffic? Don't be a hater. Get a Garmin movie with subscription-free HD digital traffic and avoid it with updates as often as every 30 seconds. Drive with Garmin, the most trusted name in GPS. We're going to Mountain View with an accident. North 101 after Rangstorf. Two lanes are blocked, so right now you're backed up all the way to 237. The crash involves two cars and a utility truck. For San Francisco, another accident. South 101 at Cesar Chavez. Three cars, the left lane blocked there. And for San Jose, North 101 at De La Cruz Boulevard. A multiple car crash has the two middle lanes blocked, and you're slow from Highway 880. For more traffic information, log on to SigAlert.com. I'm Brian Lawrence. Savvy investors know where to find the best possible investment advice. And according to the financial experts at U.S. News & World Report, three seconds at 1.97%. Japan's Nikkei closed down nine-tenths of a percent. The German DAX is down two-tenths. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. On AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. One of the things that I'm seeing today is a big rotation, significant rotation, out of some of the big winners recently. That's what I'm seeing today. Now, I tend not to give advice like that or insight like that. I don't think I'm helping you. You know, will the SP 500 winning streak come to an end today? I know. It's it's really not. I tend not to be short term because I tend to think that might hurt you. So I'm very, very, very cautious about that. Yeah, some rotation could come out of big winners, but should you change your strategy because of it? I'm not one of those guys who tries to make you fearful. I'm trying to say, get a strategy, feel comfortable with it, continue to evolve it, continue to change it. Don't doubt yourself. A lot of other people in financial media make you try to doubt yourself. Oh, my. Let's take a look at the market numbers. We've got the S&P 500 lower today. Again, we've had a big run for January. Can't go up every single day. S&P 500 is down 6. The Dow is down 33. The Nasdaq is down 4. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, one of the biggest, most successful investors of all time, Warren Buffett. And a lot of people like to quote Warren Buffett. You know, kind of like be like Michael Jordan, be like Warren Buffett in investing is the whole idea. Do you have any favorite phrases by Warren Buffett? Favorite phrases by Warren Buffett? I'm not a guy that really kind of holds on to the the phrase idea, but you know he has a lot of phrases that make you want to buy things when everybody else doesn't want to buy them. For instance, right. pain today, gain tomorrow, right? Is something that's attributed to him. Never. Now, was he buy when there's blood on the streets? Is that? I don't See, I'm know. Awful with quotes. Yeah, yeah. I can remember tax code, but I can't remember quotes. I mean, look, the thing about Warren Buffett is he's the kind of guy that likes to invest in what he can understand, which is another phrase that he has: "Never invest in a business you can't understand." Which, <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I know it's in there somewhere. So he wants it simple, like McDonald's, because you know, you eat at McDonald's. He wants it simple, like Nike, because you wear Nikes, or in his case, you know, Coca-Cola, because you drink Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't want you going out and buying the next great, you know, Oracle. Oracle is a pretty complex business investment, you know, tied towards databases and business software that the average person won't be able to wrap their head around it, other than to say, I know they're doing something very high, highly skilled. Yeah, and when he typically gets into plays like that, um, you know, a lot of his deals that he does, remember, are these convertible bond deals, where it's really the issue of loaning money at a high interest rate with the ability to turn around and buy the stock if the stock rallies. So he gets funded on the interest rate side, and then he has that total upside potential if he's able to go and invest in a company that turns around. So what he's doing is he's loaning money to companies that need it, but they have a turnaround plan, and the turnaround plan makes sense to him. Which is funny, because he does have a phrase out there called, turn around, suddenly turn. And he's telling the average investor, don't count on the common stock being saved quickly. Don't expect the big companies made a huge mistake to be able to uh, resuscitate themselves. Like an Eastman Kodak. Mm-hmm. That's been a turnaround story for 10-plus years before going into bankruptcy. It, it never turned. It never, it never got the, the corner that they needed to get. I think this is the second time they've been in bankruptcy since you and I have been doing radio together. And another you know, a good example of a company that just can't turn around, um, Hewlett Packard. They're having problems turning it around. Will they? Probably. Probably. But when? We don't know. So stay away from those kind of investments. How about this one? Be fearful when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are fearful. That's one of the best ones because if you look at there's a uh, Callan Periodic Table of Investments, and you can Google it, Callan Periodic Table of Investments. How do you spell Callan? C-A-L-L-A-N. Okay. And uh, there might be an H in there, so don't. Quote me on that one, but I believe it's I believe it's not. But you go to that site and you can see that every single asset class rotates, 
especially on the small and mid-cap and emerging market side, which has been the best returns really over the last two decades, and where two-thirds of the growth is going to be coming from, which would be emerging markets over the next couple of decades, they're very volatile. And what happens is they'll spend three years at the top of the heap, the best asset class ever, and then they'll spend two to three years at the bottom, the worst asset class to be in. And so people typically look at their 401ks, and they're always buying the, the best one- and three-year average returns. You want to look at it and say, what's the 10-year average return, and has it, has it done bad the last couple of years? You typically want to buy the ones that have a really, really good 10-year average return, but they haven't done so well the last two years because that's, that's when the timing's right. When it's scary to buy it, that's when you get the highest returns. And another phrase which that leads straight into is, unless you can watch your stock decline by 50% without becoming panic-stricken, you should not be in the stock market. Well, you've got to define every investment. Is this investment a trade yep. where you're only willing to accept maybe a 7 to 10% loss? Or is this a long-term investment? And if you're buying the stock, it's got a, a dividend that's being increased. Its earnings are growing. Its revenue is growing. It's doing everything right. It's continuing a dividend increase, but it might sell off 15% because of other market issues, systemic risk issues from debt, whatever it may be. You're, you're willing to let your long-term investments fluctuate more in price because you're getting a dividend all the time that's always going up versus a trade that you're making that's, that you're only going to get rewarded on the share price. And final topic for Warren Buffett, Chad Burton, CFP. An investor should act as though he has a lifetime decision card with just 20 punches on it. Do you kind of agree with that, that you know, we only invest from age 20 to 60, and you probably should treat your investment decisions as you only make 20 of them, so make them correct? Yeah, I mean, 20 investment decisions would be hard to keep it to. That's, that's you know, yeah, it's, it's a little limiting, isn't it? Yeah, it's... It's a little scary, but people will make the same mistakes two to three times before they figure out their their actual mistake, before and they it, stop doing it. He's probably just saying, be, be honest with yourself and think before you jump. You know, look look before you leap. Yeah, you know, and younger people, they just their, their biggest asset is their ability to earn money, so you need to protect that and grow that with education. I mean, you've got to get highly educated in this type of an economy that we're in where the f- unemployment rate's 4% for highly educated people. You can find Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. He is a certified financial planner. You can also find his personal website, chadburton.com, chadburton.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Keep in mind, I do have two events coming up this Saturday, a Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning this weekend. You can learn more about that event. It's in Walnut Creek. Typically, I only make it out to Walnut Creek about once a year. So sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I'm doing a Money 101, all things financial. That's for people in their 20s, 30s, and early 40s, kind of trying to learn how to commun- accumulate wealth. If you haven't started accumulating by 50, seriously, part of your plan at 50 is got to be, um, I'm going to work till the day I die, or I'm going to work as long as I can. They're going to take the job away from me because you've got to cut how much is going out versus what is coming in. See, most of us only work till 60, and we cut significantly what's coming in. So you've got to be saving 10, 15, 20% of your salary in every paycheck so that you can live from 60 to 100 or 60 to 85. So that maybe, let's say you die at 65, but your spouse lives to 100. You don't want your spouse to live in poverty, or maybe you do. My dad kind of had a sick mentality. He didn't buy life insurance on himself. He bought life insurance on my mother. He knew he was going to outlive her. She's outlived him by 20 years now and counting. S&P 500 is down 6 today. The Dow is down 33. The Nasdaq is down 4. You can find out more about me at robblack.com, at Twitter or YouTube under Rob Black Show, and on Facebook fan page, cron for rob Black or group page, I hate Rob Black. You got the story,
Rob Black has a financial interest in the success of new... What's in your financial playbook? Whether you're just starting out on the 20-yard line or driving toward the end zone, your chances of success depend on a solid game plan. Join Rob Black this Saturday for back-to-back seminars on wealth management and wealth accumulation. From 9 a.m. to noon, it's wealth preservation and retirement planning with CFP Chad Burton. Learn tax reduction strategies, estate planning tips, how to reduce risk by diversifying, and how to pull money out of the markets in retirement. Rob and Chad will discuss the economic outlook, portfolio structure, asset allocation, and more. At 1 p.m., it's Money 101 with the focus on wealth accumulation. Rob will cover everything from insurance, 401ks, IRAs, asset allocation, good debt and bad debt, and more. Learn hints, tips, and tricks, and see how a Eliminating common mistakes can make a huge difference. Bring your portfolio and your questions to the Embassy Suites Hotel in Walnut Creek this Saturday. Wealth preservation from 9 to noon, wealth accumulation from 1 to 4. Register today at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. Just got an interesting post on Facebook. And I'm sometimes I'm struck by the stuff. And I think this is one worth sharing. Basically, he goes, hey, Rob, I know you're a busy man. Why is it taking forever for AT&T stock to go up? And I answered, it's a slow-growth, high-dividend stock. Yields 5%. That's, you can't get that at a bank. In, no way. So every year, if you own $100 of it, it pays you 5 bucks. That's the basic concept. 5% dividends, $5 in dividends for every $100 you own. And he responds to me, he goes, you mean really slow? Each quarter more U-verse and wireless subscribers. I've been an employee with them for 33 years, right out of high school. I always did the 401k match. You would think my 4K would be fat, but it's not. I do diversify my funds. I'm surprised by this, how he cannot be wealthier than he is. Let's go back to 1985. He says he's owned it for 33 years, right? So I've got 25, I've got about 30 years of data. AT&T and the splits, right? So he's doing something wrong because this was a $5.70 stock back in 85. And then five years later, it was a $13 stock. And then five years later, it was a $20 stock. And then five years later, uh uh-oh, it was a $52 stock. So in 20 years, he went from 5 to 52. Now here's where the problem starts. 2000, 2005, it goes from 52 all the way down 25, but then from 2005 to 2010, it goes from 25 whoa, all the way to 27. But it paid its dividend as well. Don't forget, all these periods it pays its dividends. And then for the next five years, from 2010 to 2013, where it is today, it's gone from $27 all the way to about $35. So, okay, yeah, if you bought it in 2000, you're didn't do well. In 2000, we were talking about how 
Grandmothers are going to go to the doctor's appointment by just jumping on their phone. Do you remember the AT&T commercial with Tom Selleck? Yeah, but back in the 80s, we've just upgraded our network to fiber optics to the point you can hear a pin drop. Can you imagine a, a world where grandparents can call their grandkids on video calls? You will. So there's this whole Tom Selleck. I know you're saying, who's Tom Selleck? Magnum. Ye of the mustache. So I don't get this guy, Pete. Sorry. It's gone from 5 bucks to 35 bucks in 35 years. That's pretty good. Now, a lot of that's in, also in the dividend. The dividend's been smoking. So, some people I just don't know, maybe he's doing something wrong. Um, I think, so he's been working with him, and he's, I'm not sure what he's looking for. Maybe he took a loan against his 401k? Maybe he took money out of his 401k? I don't know. I don't know. I can tell you I've had the flu now for about a week. Not the flu. I've got kind of like just a cold. A rough sore throat. And uh, a little congested. Tough to sleep. The flu epidemic has no doubt been a drag on others. I'm sure people out there like you... The CDC has reported heightened incidences of the flu in the United States or flu-like symptoms above the national baseline. So we're going to the store and getting Zycam. We're going to the store and getting cough and cold and flu medicines. They're flying off the shelves. It's been a pretty active flu season. Walgreens hasn't released their sales numbers yet, but I'm keeping an eye on them. Again, if you take a look at the stock of Novartis, Walgreens, CVS... They're all at or near 52 Kai's. So if for any reason they were to gap up higher at this point in time, I'm not going to say I'd short them, but I certainly have no interest in them. Um, And when you go in for the flu shot, or when you go in to get, you know, coldies or Zycam or whatever it is you're taking to cut your flu symptoms down, um, Johnson & Johnson, we're buying a lot of their Tylenol cold and flu remedies. <coughs> but we're also sitting there talking to the pharmacist, and he's convincing us of, oh, yeah, even though it's late in the season, go ahead and get this flu shot. So, I don't know, just throwing it out there for you. Uh, coldies is one of the big winners. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. My Twitter handle is Rob Black Show. Twitter handle is Rob Black Show. If you want to drop a connection there with me, you're more than welcome to. I try to answer what I can via Facebook and or Twitter. Keep in mind, a lot of times I don't know your age, your income, your assets, your liabilities, your time frame. Scenarios that would be important to know. Super Bowl's right around the corner. I think there's more and more of us pushing for Monday as a national holiday. Um, Streaks. The markets are streaking. 
Stocks have been out for eight straight days. For perspective on streaks, you know, Lou Gehrig played 1,200, 2,100 games before dying horribly, before having a horrible death, before his life was mercifully taken from him. I know you're saying, that's a weird thought. I know. Oh, one thing we're hearing about Super Bowl stars is that we know how quickly they go bankrupt. We've seen football players rise and fall aggressively. And one thing that we're getting from them is that they are saying that it makes a lot of sense to have a financial planner, financial advisor, but to also trust them. So, anyhow... Got an email from a listener. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. That basically kind of gave me a little flack for some of the advice I've given. You know, there's a big industry where insurance salespeople go after people with 401Ks and say, instead of sending your money to your 401K, put it into this equity indexed annuity. Or maybe a universal life policy, which offer the same guarantees of principal and offer tax-free loans. And I'll tell you what, I've never met a financial expert, a financial planner, who I consider to be the only certification in the industry. They're fiduciaries, they care about you. They legally have to. Um, Cash value life insurance policies typically have very high expenses. They make sense only when there's a need for permanent life insurance. So let me give you an example for permanent life insurance. I want to give all my money to my family. My friends and my family, right? But also, it's a sizable chunk of money, so I want to give all my money to Stanford. I don't need life insurance. If I die today, everyone in my life is well taken care of. There's enough assets that they can live off of. So I don't need life insurance. But the idea that I want to give money to my family and the idea that I want to give money to Stanford, how do I give away the same amount of money to both? And that's through permanent life insurance. That's the only reason I would ever use whole life or variable life. That's the only reason. There may be other really extreme examples, but that's the only mainstream reason. The lapse rate for cash value life insurance policies is high. Lapse rate basically means people stop paying the costly premiums long before they accumulate any cash value that can be tapped. So before you invest in an annuity or life insurance product, get an independent second opinion. One way is running the product past a fee-only financial uh, planner who should be able to analyze the product and advise you on your options. There's a website that will uh, analyze life insurance for you called evaluatelifeinsurance.org. It's run by a former state insurance commissioner, James Hunt. For 100 bucks, they'll evaluate life insurance. I don't tend to recommend that because that's pricey. And again, I'm telling you, I don't know one financial planner who uses a whole life for variable life that's not wealthy, who's trying to solve the problem of giving money to charity. You're being sold crap products by insurance people. Be careful. You're listening to me, Rob Black. I'm Rob Black from Rob Black and Your Money. I do have an event coming up this weekend. I hope you'll come out for it. 
Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 9 to noon. It's the only chance I'm going to be in Walnut Creek this year. So I always have a good time. The events at the Embassy Suites. It's 10 bucks to get in, but it's free um, parking. Parking's 8 bucks, so I'm doing what I can to make sure that like, you're not getting railed. Uh, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 9 to noon. Certified Financial Planner, Professional CFP, Chad Burton will be there. We're going to talk about rebalancing your portfolio. We're going to discuss current economic outlook. What's happened with the 10-year Treasury? Why does that excite me or bother me? I'm going to go over some dividend achievers. We're going to talk estate planning. You heard about last year, the $5 million estate plan tax giveaway. We'll update you on where 2013 changed from 2012. It's a good event for anyone in retirement, anyone with wealth, anyone with kids going to college, anyone who's trying to figure out what 60 to 100 looks like. Then I'm doing a Money 101 in the morning. Again, Embassy Suites of Walnut Creek. That's for anyone who's accumulating wealth. Sign up at robblack.com. Here's Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Stocks retreat as pending home sales drop from Bloomberg World Headquarters in New York. I'm Mark Mills. Stocks are lower following the... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Yahoo's going to report numbers tonight. What will they say? Today, some of the top stories that are moving the market include, but are not limited to, um, housing data. Tight inventory slows home sales. So the home sales slowed. Boo! But here's the plus, or here's the positive. It was due to tight inventory. That plays itself out well. That does not play itself out poorly. That's not the worst case scenario we've ever heard. Had there been no buyers, we'd be like, uh-oh, what's happening with the housing market? Come on, Batman. We've got record corporate earnings. We've got market highs. we got the S&P 500 close. We got the Dow Jones Industrial Average close. We got the small cap, mid cap hitting record highs. We got transports hitting record highs. I bring this up because there's a bull market out there. And last year, people, you, you were scared. Bark, bark, bark. You talked yourself out of the market. I'm worried about Europe. I'm worried about Greece. I'm worried that our Federal Reserve is continuing to print money. China slowing down. China's polluting the world. And I begged you, don't get discouraged. I'm not sure why we're not growing top-line revenue, and yet we're growing bottom-line. Corporate America is borrowing money at cheap cost, sure. But that doesn't exactly magically make money. So I begged you, and the market continues to move higher. 
We're up 16% last year. We're having a great month to January. So if you go with last year plus the first month, you've missed out if you were out because you talked yourself out of the markets. I don't want that to be you, but yet sometimes it is you. It's not that hard to come up with a list of great companies. If you want to go with individual companies, I recommend you diversify with ETFs. I recommend that you make sure that uh, your portfolio has low-cost diversification in it. But IBM is a good company. I buy IBM today. I'm young enough that I could buy it again if it goes higher or lower. I don't think McDonald's is really a play on valuation as much as it's a play on they're going to be in business the day I die. Nike, I love the little shoes. I, well, I love Nike shoes, and this is, it stinks because when I came to California, people were like, you wear Nikes? That's like corporate evil embedded just on your foot. Like, you're so wrong, you're wrong. I like my Nikes. They make a little bit wider of a running shoe. I feel good with it. I can order it after X amount of miles. I know exactly when I'm getting my shoes again. I like to protect my feet as much as possible with new running shoes, which that might be a myth. I don't know. What's my point here? Back in the 1980s and early 90s when people were mad at Nike because there was children in foreign lands using their their little teeny tiny hands to put the shoelaces in faster than anyone else could in the world. You sat there and you're like, Nike's a mean company. And I'm like, Psh. I like the fact that I could wear the super high-tech advanced innovation that was made in a foreign market. Am I proud that a little kid made it? No. But the, the, there was a George Mason professor recently who said, you know, we keep talking about the disappearance in the middle class, but the reality is, is we're getting better goods made cheaper than ever before. If you look at the TV set that you had 10, 15 years ago as a middle class, it's much better today. If you look at your clothes, it's much better. So, like, the middle class is living off a, a higher, like, for instance, Target. I used to go, I would never, ever, ever buy clothes at Target. Now they've got some pretty fashionable clothes. Still that same middle class kind of mentality, right? So Nike just hit an all-time high just a couple minutes ago. 1.5% dividend yield. It's expensive. But I'm not expecting to die this year. It's a good day to die. Would I buy it today? Maybe if I was a long-term patient investor, but I'd accumulate it, that's for sure. Short-term, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, short-term. Nor do you. So the Fed Manufacturing Index out of Dallas just rose to 5.5% beating expectations. You know, I, I like what we're seeing. Gains were led by a big jump in new orders, capacity utilization, delivery time, prices received for finished goods. So the economy's doing okay. Again, long-term, do I have some worries? You betcha. Long-term, do I think this planet goes hurtling into the sun? You betcha. I don't know. I don't think I have anything else to really talk about. Watch the little Saturday Night Live, Adam Levine. Angers me when I see a good-looking man shirtless. We don't need to see that on TV. Ooh, Manchester United's first team to be valued at $3 billion. 
They went to the public last year at 14. Now they're at 17, or three billion dollars. I watched a little Man U this weekend too. I like watching uh, Premier League soccer. It calms me. I know you're saying clearly not enough. Yeah, I got some mental issues. Each calls in there. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. One of the things I like to do daily is meditate, focus on things that I really, really believe in. Some people would call that prayer. I call it meditation. Facebook going to be in the news this week. Yahoo going to be in the news this week. Don't forget, i got some seminars coming up this weekend in Walnut Creek. Saturday, this week in Walnut Creek. You can learn more at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Join Veteran Day. Savvy investors know what guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network. Presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing in more. Forgive my voice. Maybe you like it. But it's pretty brutal. Had a kind of lingering flu, cold for about a week, and uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of harsh, so I'm sorry about that. I promise not to go on the air today more than once. That's my one time. I know you're saying that was so unnecessary. I know. Uh, take a look at Wall Street. We've had an amazing start of the year, like. I heart you. Okay, maybe not that much, but you get the idea. The SP 500's down two. Dow's down 15. The NASDAQ's up six. We've had this amazing winning streak. Now, last hour I jokingly said, you know, there's a baseball player who had a hitting streak of 2,100 games in a row, and he ended up horrible, horrible, cruel death. So don't get too caught up in winning streaks. We've been winning a lot on Wall Street. That's great. We're going to have good months. We're going to have bad months. We're going to have good years. We're going to have bad years. Hopefully the good years outpace the bad years. Hopefully you have a game plan. Hopefully it's not get rich quick. You need to save 10 to 15% of every paycheck. I talk about accumulated wealth. CFP Chad Burton talks about protecting wealth, managing wealth. We're a little bit different. He can do what I can do. I can do most of what he could do. But I want the youth, i.e. people under 45. feels good people under 45 to be called the youth, right? To really do everything they can to make sure that they have enough money to live till the day they die. 
One of the things I also will say is max out your 401k. And, you know, last hour I talked about on my Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, someone posted, why is it taking AT&T so long to go up? I'm like, look, it's gone up every five-year period except in the last 35 years except for one. It pays massive dividend. What more could you ask for? Who could ask for anything more? Please, dear God, never, ever do a show tune again. I got my guy. I think show tunes are awful. If I had a choice between eliminating cancer and eliminating show tunes, I'm choosing show tunes. We'll figure out cancer in time. But the stickiness of show tunes, they've outlasted longer than I thought. They are the cockroaches of annoying. But one of the things I will say is max out your 401k, your 403b, or your 457. Those are your in-work retirement plans. Most companies have them. If they don't, go talk to HR. Go talk to your boss. You know, you can do a SEP IRA if your company doesn't offer it. You need to do something. One of the things I'll also say is, like, uh, get out of nature. It reduces stress. It makes you more creative. It improves your memory. It makes you a better person. The flu season, which I opened the show with, hey, it's been a big plus for CVS, Walgreens. Uh, huge plus for Johnson & Johnson. Huge plus for Novartis. Do you think we'll have flu seasons ever again? Out of all those, by the way, the company that I prefer is probably Novartis for growth, probably Johnson & Johnson for protection. I can find other retailers. I don't need CVS or Walgreens. I like them fine. They did nothing wrong to me. Top-selling drug of all time, Lipitor. Next goes Plavix. Then comes Humira. It's interesting to look at the top drugs ever. In large part, you know, they deliver billions of dollars to companies. You know, how the technology is, small molecule or biologic... Lipitor and Plavix serving old people worldwide. Abilify for schizophrenia. That's the number one drug. So if you know anyone with schizophrenia, I do. I do, I do. Pick me, teacher, pick me. We're a society that medicates, so you could use some of that knowledge in your head to, to grasp and digest. Since we're... Uh, Always be popping pills. You could invest in a great pharmaceutical company. Would I buy Pfizer Merck? Only for the dividend. My producer. He thinks he's funny talking about the top drug. Sold. He thinks it's something else. Something illegal. Something that makes you want to eat cookies. Cookie, cookie. I love cookies. But I'm not going to invest in cookies. Except for those Keebler Elves. Those Keebler Elves, let's talk about them for a second. That's low-cost labor. No one jumped down their throats. You ate the cookies fine. Hypocrite. Getting mad at me because I like Nike and the... probably sweatshop mentality that the company runs in Asia. That's alleged, by the way. That's I just made that up. That's, there's no truth to that. But... In a lot of people's heads, there are. 
So Marissa Myers in the news today. She's going to be reporting earnings tonight. Projected to report the first annual sales gain in four years. Shares have surged 30% since she was brought in the company. I love her. Um, fifth CEO in four years. She basically came in and said, we're a mobile company, gave all of her employees mobile phones, said design for this. She's competed with Google and Facebook. She's overhauled Flickr. But you know what she's going to have to do tonight is, okay, you're good at firing people. Okay, you look really good and wear wonderful necklaces. And over in Davos, you throw a heck of a party. Tell me about growth. What what can we look forward to next year and the year after that? Because at some point in time, you're just another pretty face. So we need a little bit more. They're well-positioned. There was a great brand called Yahoo. I think the brand has been mismanaged more than damaged. I've got a web app or a mobile app called Sportacular. And it's Yahoo's finance or Yahoo sports information put into it. It's a great app. I mean, Apple has released some good product recently. I could check my hockey scores. I know you're saying, hypocrite, weren't you mad at them and you were going to like never go to a game again? I know. They had me at the, the face-off. So to get your calls in the air today, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Going to do an event here in Walnut Creek area. This Saturday, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning in the morning. CFP Chad Burton runs that event. All about how to manage your asset, your home. Should you be in bonds? Should you not be in bonds? Look, interest rates have risen in the last month from 1.5% to 2%, and that's going to massacre a lot of bond funds. Bond funds are considered safe in retirement. Psh, be careful. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. So a little bit more about the event this weekend. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning in the morning. In the afternoon, it's going to be more Money 101. A lot of the basics on insurance, on investing, on disability, on things to do right versus wrong. It's not rocket science. You can find out more information at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Good morning. This report's brought to you. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. What's on your financial mind, as I like to say? We could talk flus. We could talk about renegotiating some of your old debts, what debt collectors can and can't do. I think it's always important to pay attention to some of this stuff. Sales of existing homes in the United States decreased 4.3%. Cheaper borrowing costs, improved property values, job gains should combine to push housing further ahead. The analyst who dumped Apple near the top now says it's almost definitely undervalued. 
He sold his shares because he was uncomfortable with the other people who were holding it, who now no longer are holding it. Uh, he basically said, back when it was a $700 stock, it's you know it's momentum investors, they scare me. He prefers the values. He thinks there's a 90% chance they're undervalued. We'll talk about this and much, much more. Anything you want to talk about today, pick up the phone, give me a call. I'll tell you what Tim Cook told his employees at a secret meeting. Eh, you tell me. I do the show for you. You're my audience. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. Email me, rob at robblack.com. The S&P 500 down 3, the Dow down 17, the NASDAQ up 4. Joining me now on Rob Black and Your Money, CFP Chad Burton. He is a financial planner. You've heard him here through the years. He's excellent at what he does. Chad, let's talk about... um. You know, tax-efficient investing, It's this has got to be a boring topic for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit of a boring topic, but really why it should be kind of in your forefront is you start accumulating assets, especially once you get past the idea of, you know, I, I'm maxing out my 401k, now what? Right. The average investor that has money outside of their 401k loses 15 to 30% of the return each year in taxes. So if your average is 10, you might be down at all the way down at 7% as your after-tax equivalent Return because of if capital gains taxes, capital income. gains taxes, income. It's really putting the wrong assets in the wrong place. So okay. you've got to first sit down and do your asset allocation, which determines how much you have in large cap, mid cap, small cap, international, you know, emerging markets, commodities, bonds, REITs, things like that. And then you've got different areas on where you can put those assets. You've got your 401k, you've got your taxable accounts, you've got your Roth IRA. So you got to determine which assets are the best. So, you know, long story short, if, if you're living off of your portfolio, it doesn't matter as much. But when you're building the wealth, that's when it really matters because you don't, you don't want to pay you don't want to pay taxes on income that you're not using right now, right? Sure. Okay. So if you're trying to build a portfolio and you've determined your asset allocation, let's start with what should go in your taxable accounts. Okay. Okay. If you're the person that likes mutual funds, managed mutual funds, and ETFs, then what should go in your taxable accounts would be more of your large-cap-oriented ETFs or total stock market return types of funds, index funds, and mid-cap can be in there as well. But where you're going to concentrate on your small-cap emerging markets and sometimes international holdings, and especially REITs and bonds, would be in your 401k, which means that your 401k is going to be slightly more conservative because of the bond allocation than your taxable accounts. But that's okay because bonds pay interest. And if you're working, you don't need the income. You want the interest to accumulate tax-deferred inside your retirement accounts. A lot of people, you know, they start getting into the nitty-gritty. And the nitty-gritty here, Chad, could be like tech stocks, i.e. growth stocks, Mm -hmm. where you might sell it after it's doubled or tripled or done, you know, whatever dream that you wanted it to do. You don't want to create a taxable event, so you'd throw that in a 403B or, you know, a tax-efficient vehicle. But... Ultimately, if you're up 100%, do you really care? Like, why not pay some taxes? Or am, am I, at this point in time, just being stupid? No, I mean, you're still enjoying right now. We're enjoying the lowest tax structure that I've seen in the 19-plus years that I've been in the business. I mean, when I got in the business, capital gains were 27%. 2012, they're 15%. 2013, they go up to 20%, if not higher. It's, that's The dividend in capital gains taxes, the, the taxes that are really under going to be under attack, which means this is all the more reason for it. For example, small-cap funds, the successful ones, they have turnover ratios of over 100%, meaning very seldom does the stock stay in the portfolio for the full year. So you have a trading event or a taxable event. So you can look at a fund. You can go to Morningstar.com, and you can look at the potential capital gains exposure. In other words, are there a lot of stocks in there that if they sell them after you buy, are you going to inherit a capital gains problem? 
um, or turnover ratios. So again, the higher turnover ratio funds, the higher dividend paying funds, those go in your retirement accounts. Whereas the stuff that you go for the long run on you know three to five year types of holds, large cap, mid cap, that goes in your taxable accounts. There's a little bit of a science to it, but let's talk about the losses because that's also part of tax efficient, not just the gains you don't want to pay tax on, but you could actually harvest losses. And I love that phrase harvest because it sounds ghoulish. But uh, it's kind of a let's talk harvesting losses. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's super important because most people when they get into retirement they end up with real estate, business, stocks, all of which if they sell, you pay capital gains. So, you know people go through a big correction like in the 2000s or the 2007 they accumulate losses and they forget about accumulating even more. You can build up a, a bank account essentially with the IRS. So every year. Um, at least in around you know August September is when I like to do it. As you go through your portfolio and say, have I bought anything that is showing a loss in my taxable accounts? And if it is, what I typically do is I'll sell it and I'll buy an index fund that matches it or an ETF that matches it for 30, 31 days, and then I'll turn around and buy the stock back if I like it or the fund back if I like it. That way, I've harvested a loss with the IRS. You can use three thousand a year against your ordinary income if you don't have any losses or gains this year to offset. Those losses get carried forward indefinitely until you need them, and you're going to need them someday. So harvest those. It's a bank account with the IRS, um, and even people that bought variable annuities and taxable accounts, and you know maybe at the height of 2000 or at the height in 2007, there's ways to even write off some of those losses as a miscellaneous itemized deduction. So really talk to your CPAs about getting out of those bad deals if if you're that type of an investor. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. There's a couple other issues that you always want to be paying attention to. Um, China. Will they have a credit problem? Sure, you want to pay attention to that. Um, because they are one of those countries that's not, I don't want to say financially responsible, but we don't really trust a lot of the data that comes out of China. If they say they're growing at 10%, we kind of say, eh, maybe 6 Barry Lewis made a funny appearance on Saturday Night Live this weekend. I bring that up because it's Super Bowl week. He's a phenomenon. Uh, incredibly emotional dude. Now, I wear my emotions on my sleeves. I'm more than willing to take a punch in the face if I have to for something I care about. Um, but, that's all I got for you. Housing is a big deal of our economy. A lot of people don't try to grasp it. They don't try to understand it. They don't try to process it. People frequently say, you know, it's only 2.5% of the U.S. economy. Talk a little bit about why it's more than 2.5% of the economy. When we come back, you're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget, i got a seminar coming up this weekend. Retirement Planning Wealth Preservation in the morning, Saturday, in Walnut Creek, Embassy Suites. Wealth Accumulation, Money 101 in the afternoon. Sign up for either or both at robblack.com.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. <coughs> Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and much, much more. What do you want to talk about? We can talk about, trust me. I've got a Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. I've got a Facebook fan page, Cron for Rob Black. That's K-R-O-N for Rob Black. Um, find me, you know, hook up, let's talk, let's chat, let's talk money. You know, earlier in the show I teased or I leaked a little bit on Tim Cook had a secret meeting with employees last week. Um, I own shares about, you know, a lot of people look at, you know, they just posted the biggest profits of any non-oil company ever. That was a momentum stock where everyone jumped on and owned it. Now it's a value stock where a lot of people jumped off. Peter Lynch once said, you know, most people end up losing money in Wall Street because they buy high and they sell low. They jump in when things are good. And the stock market's good, 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 good right now. So that's going to be a little worried. Apple's business is powered by incredible growth, is the bottom line. And they're not going to have incredible growth last quarter or this quarter. Uh, they've Now we're starting to hear rumors about an iPad that's going to have like, like 100 28 gigs in it, like some crazy amount of storage. They do have an amazing um, ecosystem. So what Cook told his employees, because he doesn't want morale to go lower, he said, we just had the best quarter of any tech company ever. He said, the only companies that report better quarters pump oil. He said, I don't want to work for those companies. Cook admitted that the stock is in bad shape, but said that making new products had to be the priority. He announced new perks for employees, including steeper discounts on iPhones. He said that Apple wants to be even more transparent about their Chinese labor issues. He's a good CEO, and sometimes good CEOs get fired. Because the one thing that he said there, he's like, he wants to focus on products, making that the priority versus the stock. Yeah, we can buy into that for a while. Like, we understand Amazon and Netflix are overpriced. But we also understand that on a dime, they could suddenly make you know, more money. They're investing for the future. A lot like the Japanese companies did in the 80s, and that didn't work out too well for them. Cook mentioned that Apple retail employee satisfaction is too low. He said that he's got to search for a new head of retail. He told his employees that while Android may have more market share, he thinks that we have better web traffic and usage. So the Android's metric of success is market shares. Apple's is usage. He trashed Android's fragmentation. He told employees that if he split Apple's business into separate companies, each would rank in the Fortune 100. It's fair enough. And maybe that's what they need to do down the road to create some shareholder value is separate their iTunes business from their hardware business, from their software business. That's interesting you know, concept that no one's talking about at this point in time. Another angle that no one's really talking about at this time is, you know, how hard it is to break up. It's tough to tell someone you don't love them as much as they love you. You know, you try to dump Apple and Siri's coming back to you and talking to you. Please don't turn me off. You know, uh, Apple can be thought of as a software company. The App Store, the iOS, the Operating System X, iTunes, iCloud that drives earnings through recurring update-upgrade cycles for its hardware. 
company's wide range of products united by their reliance on the operating system creates an economic moat for the company. Users are reluctant to leave Apple products ecosystems due to the high switching costs. Now, again, that's not always going to be true. And that doesn't really resonate with every single person out there. So I don't want you to think that's some sort of secret sauce. I love secret sauce. All of it. A um, couple other things I want to throw out there. So there we got our little Tim Cook chat in. Armstrong gear is a massive closeout. Uh, Armstrong endorsed energy drinks, uh, shirts, bicycles. Um, he lost sponsors that cost him $75 million. But, you know, in its heyday, Lance Armstrong sold bikes for 8000 Those are going on discount right here, right now. Again, cheating doesn't pay. Uh, it paid him pretty well, quarter of a billion plus dollars. Copper in the news today. It's one of those indicators that as we consume, as the economy improves, and right now we're seeing an improving economy, there's no doubt about it in my mind. As we're seeing that, we have to ask questions like, hey, what investments can we play into the you know, surge in auto sales or the housing recovery or the pickup of growth in China? It's coppers typically. You know, since last October, the Dow Jones Transport Institute. Dow Jones Transport Average Index is up 16%. Simmons are up 13%. Oil prices are up 5%. Copper, just 2%. So it's lagging. Most people see a recovery in the world economies. Not great, but okay. So copper should be moving more than it is. That's a flag. That's a negative. There's been a buildup in copper inventories. Inability of copper prices to break out in the face of a buildup is odd. So the election, you know, takes you back to October, November. Stock market is, you know, should be rewarding copper. But here's where the negative is starting to bring in. Is that everything says copper, and you look at like a bare copper and gold. You can go out and invest purely in copper if you want, an ETF that buys the, the color, the, uh, the, mar, uh, the commodity. Copper hasn't lost its luster. It's just not shining bright right now, in my opinion. In large part because the payroll tax hike could cut expectations. There's a lot of currency debasement going on, so there should be you know, a move to a harder asset. So the copper could either be the canary that's in the coal mine that points to economic disappointment in the future. Or copper could be, oh my, something's wrong with it. So I want you to be honest with yourself and say, okay, Rob, I see housing, I see autos, I see the stock market, I see the transports, I see the... There's a negative right there in copper. Why is it not moving? It's supposed to. Or maybe this is my investment. Because, Rob, if you're right, it's eventually going to move. So there's Freeport, McMoran, Copper, and Gold, ticker symbol FCX. There's an index called CU, CU, Southern Copper Corporation, SCCO. Those are some of the ones that I can think of off the top of the head. Um, there's an index tied towards notes, JJC, 
JJC. That may be the way you want to go if you believe. And what I'm like, I'm saying is it should be higher, but I own no copper this time, except for ancillary through funds, but not directly. Teach calls in the air. It's 800 1220 It's 800-516-1220. Again, I want you to, exercise, I want you to uh, invest. I want you to be patient. I want you to accumulate wealth. I don't want you watching stocks on a day-by-day basis. Um, last segment, or at one point in time, I said, you know, get out in nature. Seriously, it reduces stress. It makes you more creative. Another thing is exercise. It makes you smarter, happier, it improves your sleep, it increases libido. It's the secret to a good life, exercising. Some people like to spend time with friends and family. I don't. Relationships are a lot more expensive than you think they are. $131,000 a year. Not feeling socially connected can make you stupider and kill you. Loneliness can lead to a heart attack, stroke, and diabetes. I'm okay with that. Another thing that I want more people to do is thank people. Express your gratitude. It makes you happier. It improves your relationships. It helps you network more. It makes life better for everyone else. Try to get out and laugh. Laughing improves your immune system. Reduces heart attacks. Touch is critically important. I remember as a kid, oh, my mother scratching my back. One of the greatest memories I have. Hugs make you happier. Sex prevents heart attacks and cancer. Improves your immune system. Extends your life. Well, I guess my my last tip for living would be like be optimistic. It can make you a lot healthier, a lot happier. The army teaches being optimistic in order to increase mental toughness. Let's say you do get in a scenario where you're shipwrecked. You have to be optimistic, otherwise you're going to break down. But don't be terribly, terribly overconfident. But overconfidence and optimism are both good traits to, to, to like. So housing is a big deal in the economy, even though it's only 2.5% of GDP. I'm trying to wrap up everything that I started that I didn't get to today. Companies that sell power tools, they're not housing, but they play into housing. Air conditioners, carpet fibers, furniture, cement mixers. The housing market's taking hold. The housing recovery helps lift businesses that have been long dormant. People fix up homes, they put them up for sale, they buy new air conditioners, they paint, they fix roofs. As the new home market continues to pick up, you know, it does play into GDP as far as, again, you put it on a roof, it doesn't look like a housing number, but... I have to put a new roof on sometime in the next year, two years, and then when I do that, I'd, you know, probably do a half tear down and throw on some solar panels or something along those lines. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Here's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Don't forget, i got two events coming up in Walnut Creek this weekend. You can learn more about those at robblack.com. I just posted a video to YouTube not too long ago under Rob Black Show. And my Twitter handle is Rob Black Show. AM 
It's from Caterpillar. From Bloomberg World Headquarters in New York, I'm Mark Mills. Stocks are little changed at this hour, bouncing back from earlier losses. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Trying to wrap up the day, put everything in perspective as well as I can. Again, I promise if you listen to this show, I'm going to do my very, very best to bring you something that's worth listening to, to give you some extra financial insight. It doesn't always work out like that, but that's the goal. If you talk about anything that you ever want to talk about, you can email me, Rob, at robblack.com. I try to get back to emails as fast as I can. It doesn't always work out like that. I think everything's fair game in the world of money and love and power. So sometimes I'm going to say things that are pretty offensive. But again, I'm just asking, why did I say it? Think, why did I say that? You know, when I go out and tell you, like, live your life and enjoy and exercise, but max out your 401k, I'm trying to say don't get too caught up in this because you will hurt yourself. Um, Generation X and Generation Y. They're the people that I worry the most about. In large part, I think the financial media does a really bad job of explaining what money and investing is. 75% of Generation X and Generation Y respondents believe owning a home is a key indicator of success. Hey, I own more than one home. 69% said the recent housing downturn made them more knowledgeable about home ownership and they're, you know, tied towards their parents. Most people think they're smarter about real estate than their parents were at the same age. So, yet we want to own a home because we saw our parents do it. That's a horrible reason to do it. And yet, interest rates are incredibly low, and how long will they stay this low? Let's say you want to buy a $500,000 house, right? Go do the math on getting a loan at 4% on $500,000 or 5% at $500,000 or 6%. The 10-year treasuries creeped up to 2%. As it creeps higher, mortgage rates will creep higher. So good luck. You know, don't play the game of waiting too long. Sales of existing homes this morning decreased 4.3% because there's very little inventory. That's a bit of a problem. It's a good problem to have. So, it's a seller's market. I don't think it'll be a seller's market forever. I don't think that uh, you have to you know, rush out and buy a house it's nice if you think you're going to be in the same circumstance for long periods of times. 
you certainly want to have a five-year plan, minimum, if you're buying a home. You know, beware of information overload. But with that said, I think there's great opportunities out there. If you're going to be in one area for a long period of time, whether you're loading trucks at UPS or dancing the night away. Tragic story, huh? This weekend about a fire in uh, Brazil. 233 people killed in a nightclub fire. Again, it shows you, you think you're young and beautiful and you're going out for a night to relax. Uh, Be, I mean, that's just careful. So smoke killed most in the club because there was only one accident. People trampled over each other. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm not a big fan of, of dancing. I know it can make you happy and it's exercise and such, but I'm not like the guy from uh, Footloose. I'm like, no dancing in my life, none. I'm not that guy. I'm more that guy than not that guy, but I'm still not that guy. So Manchester United, publicly traded company. That's cute. Most expensive franchise in the world without being valued at over $3 billion. Yeah, that's cute. It's tough to get behind stuff like that for me. One thing that you know that I like are dividend-paying stocks with a long-term patient investor. With interest rates unlikely to rise aggressively from the rock-bottom levels, people have to look for areas where they can get some returns. Chase for yield has led a lot of you know people to start paying, a lot of companies to start paying dividends. There would be no reason to hold Apple at this point in time until they show us new product, unless you're holding it with a dividend. So these are things that I talk about, putting together an article on dividend-paying stocks. You can sign up for my emails at robblack.com, robblack.com. Hit the visitor sign up, and I'm going to send out a report this week. Last week I sent out a report on Apple. So uh, hopefully you educate yourself. And again, I'm not, I'm not asking to like go hardcore. Don't do that. Super durable goods numbers were better than expected today. Our economy's doing fine. Durable goods, if you exclude transportation, it's up 1.3%. Doing fine. Pending home sales were down, but that's not a negative indicator yet. That's more like there's just not a lot of homes there. So, but with that disappointing number, weakness was in DR Horton and Lenore. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.